This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show, which is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of digital audiobooks with over 180,000 downloadable titles across all genres. They have everything you could be looking for. And for you, dear listener, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial, so you can check out a book on them. And check out the service and see everything they have to offer. I just finished Bruce, the authorized biography of Bruce Springsteen, which was amazing. And, well, what can you expect? You know, we're both from, we, we grew up mere miles apart, albeit decades apart. But uh, just the same. That was an incredible book. I absolutely recommend that. So audibletrial.com slash cape. Get yourself a free audiobook of your choice. Start a free 30-day trial. And... There you go. Get something for yourself this holiday season. And uh, just a reminder, too, since it's the holidays, make sure you are clicking through the Amazon banner at chrisabalo.com and uh, clear your cookies in your browser. Then you can click through when you go to chrisabalo.com and click support the show. Clear your cookies, click through the Amazon banner, bookmark that so every time you purchase from Amazon, Amazon gives us a little taste of your purchase. You don't pay a penny more, but they do give the show a small commission on your purchases and, listen, if you're checking out this show, well, we all know what this week is. Black Friday and Cyber Monday is coming. And you want to take advantage of all the possible sales and you want the fastest shipping. So if you don't already have Amazon Prime, you can get a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime, too, by clicking through that link at chrisabal.com. Same thing, chrisabal.com. Support the show. And you can start a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime on top of streaming thousands upon thousands of movies and tons of music, uh, original content. Everybody's buzzing about Transparent, and Season 2 is on the way. You can check that out through Amazon Video. But most importantly, this time of year, Amazon Prime gives you free two-day shipping. And if you live in a city like Los Angeles, for instance, certain purchases are eligible for free one-day shipping or free same-day shipping. By 8 o'clock, imagine that. You order something in the morning, by 8 o'clock it's at your door if you have Amazon Prime. So free 30-day trial. Take advantage of that. So everything you're going to order, come on, it's, it's a month until all the major holidays are coming. Take advantage of free shipping for the next month. Go for it. So click through the Amazon Prime link as well at chrisabal.com. And help me to welcome back once again to the show for, Jesus, probably the fifth time by now. It's been a while. Lauren Sperling. Hi. Hi. Welcome Thanks back. Thanks for having me back. Of course. I think it is five number time. I think it's five. I'm trying to think you're on twice with April. Five number time. You're on once with me and Ken and then Javier. So yeah, this is the fifth time. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I just chose it's, to say that really That's weird. all right. It's five, five time <laughs> number. Like, it's, ing- I know English. It's the Yoda influence. That's what it is. <laughs> Everybody's. Uh, I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that last week. Um, I just anyway, started welcome. a new job today and I was like, I Sorry, I'm not going to be here that Friday night. I canceled Cabaret for that week. That oh month. really? Oh, you're yeah. not going Thursday night? You're not going immediately? No, we we I, we failed. Um, <laughs> I just I don't know. You know the movie's going to be out for like at yeah, least twelve weeks. Yeah, and I was super busy with um, we, most of the people I'm going with were in rehearsal at the same time. Mm. Um, and so like a few months ago, a couple months ago now. Like four of us uh, did a Star Wars marathon. Oh, of nice! The six that are out, um, and so it was just kind of like someone from that group. The one of us that was not either in rehearsal or on set group message was like, "Guys, 
oh, let's get Star Wars tickets and that <laughs> night. And so he just got it for us. And uh, Oh, nice. So we were able to get them for Friday night, which is fine. It's fine. I will live through the night and just not go on <laughs> social media for that, 24 hours. That's one of the things I talked about last week um, with Sherry was how I get the anticipation because it's been 10 years since the last one and it's been 30 years since the last good one. Yeah. So I get that part of it. But it's all... I, as far as wanting to see it as soon as possible because Star Wars fandom is every day it's at its peak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just as, as well, leading up to this movie. And my friend it's who got the tickets said it perfectly yesterday. He's like, this is the biggest movie event of my generation. Ever so far. Ever so I far. I mean, literally, yeah. I, it's going to be tough for another movie to surpass it. Yeah. Even other Star Wars movies because yeah. there's, a, there's a lot riding on yeah. this movie. This is going to make or break everything. I but think. yeah, the, the social media part of it is like, we live in such a, there, there's some weird, there are a lot of trolls who just want to ruin things for everybody, you know. Yeah. And it's as soon as any kind of event movie comes out, people are tweeting out spoilers, using the hashtag. So anybody who's genuinely yep. looking for things gets stuff ruined. Yeah. Or even just people excited about it, wanting to figure out, oh, why did this happen? Why did that happen? But not thinking, oh, maybe I should censor myself for people scrolling through. Yeah. Could you imagine not everybody saw it at the same time yeah, I did? Yeah. What? It's weird. What? We can't all be in the same place at the I same mean, time doing the same thing. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Like even even years ago, well, I was still out here and friends of mine in New Jersey like watching uh, The Walking Dead or something. And granted, I don't watch it, but people would be posting in like as soon as the episode was over, OMG, I can't believe so-and-so died. And I'm like, you, know, you only have friends in your region who are all yeah. watching the show at the same yeah. time. I mean, I try to do that. I try. Well, I try not to do that even for things that have been out for a long time. Like Totally. That, oh, yesterday. Even yesterday. It was just yesterday <laughs> or today. I was just normal scrolling through Facebook day, and I still haven't watched the finale of How I Met Your Mother. Mm. Um, and I, I wasn't even trying to really read the status, but for some reason my brain was processing what it was saying, and it was a spoiler about the finale. And I stopped before the end, but I was like, I understand that I am behind the times, mm. but just don't. Just don't post spoilers I of anything ever. I've talked about this with friends a bunch of times. I'm like, what do you think the embargo should be? They're like, never. I'm like, well, there's a point where so, like everybody but here's at this the deal. point knows about the here's sixth the deal. sense. You post a status saying, hey, have have has anybody seen this thing? Mm -hmm. I have a question. And then go into it in the comments. Oh, you want people to be courteous online. That's so cute. I know, right? <laughs> you expect I'm, people uh, are going to be respectful of other people. Uh, so no, naive. It's, it's fun. Well, like, that was the cool thing once upon a time. Like, I was in high school and The Sixth Sense came out, and it was like everybody went to yeah. see it. Everybody kept the secret. Like, yeah. nobody ruined it. Um, which, I mean, that was something very much of the era, and unfortunately, that's that's over. Yeah. I mean, it's... Now it's everybody wants all the details right now, which is like everything totally. that's... I'm, I don't know, you had this conversation last week, probably, yeah, yeah. but... Uh, with everything that's just every day being released about Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. New article every day. Oh, such and such. Oh, the history of oh, Kylo's plot details. Uh, lightsaber and this and that. I'm like, I don't want to know because I, I want to see the movie. But I want to watch know, the movie. I don't know if anyone really knows. Like, it's been so... I mean, look... I, I haven't I, read the articles because I don't want to even take a chance that... Well, oh, totally. No, true, I, I get know? that part. I just... I want to, you know... But I think be everything's surprised. been so incredibly under wraps with regard to that. Because it might sound like I'm doing a 180 from the ranting I did last week, but it's um, <laughs> just about fandom, not about Star Wars in and yeah. of itself, just the rampant fandom. But um, it's like, it's, uh, after the, um, the uh, Age of Ultron um, trailer leak, yeah. you know, and then they ended up releasing it officially, um, it's incredible that that last big Star Wars trailer didn't leak before that Monday Night Football game. So they've yeah. really stepped up security and kept everything very much under wraps. Yeah. Supposedly, all the toys that have been released are only characters from the first act. Oh, um, So okay. there, there's a lot of stuff they're trying to be tight-lipped about. That's so good, I'm but... sure there's a lot... And everyone's like, where's Luke? It's like, you know, you're not supposed to know that, right? Like, right. You know, all the all the stuff that's, people that's are putting into it. That's what the movie is for, is to tell you that, not the internet. Uh, totally. <laughs> well, it's like, dude, how much do you want to know? Like, someone put together... And, I mean, God forbid I should ever have this kind of time, but someone put together, uh, I think it was posted on or originated at Ain't It Cool News, like a five-minute cut of every single bit from all the TV spots and trailers yeah. showing every piece of footage. And people are like, we got five minutes of footage from the new Star Wars movie. I'm like, who cares? That gives you nothing. Yeah, no. Nothing. It's no. cool images. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, 
not to be that guy, but the Phantom Menace trailer made Phantom Menace look awesome too. Yeah, it's, I mean that's the whole point. Yeah, they want you to buy the that's ticket to go see the movie. That's what trailers are for. Half totally. the time they don't e- they put things in the trailers that don't even end up in the movie. I know nowadays, which, which pisses me off. Or like, they'll make them. They'll make the the production write specific lines or shoot mm. specific things for the trailers that have nothing to do with the film that change the way the film appears yeah like i mean seeing your spider-man tattoo i'm reminded of one of my problems with amazing spider-man 2 among the many was there was a line that um that uh harry says to peter where it's just like um oscorp's been following you peter why isn't that the million dollar question that suggests a whole plot that isn't in the movie because that line wasn't in the movie at all and i'm like that's something that just you know like a teaser or like um i mean there was when I heard very little good about Fantastic Four, but like that big mm. thing that ended every single ad for it with the thing dropping out of whatever and landing with its big thud it wasn't in the movie at all. Oh, really? So it's, yeah, so there's stuff that like <laughs> you, you figure is probably placed in there for the sake of, you know, getting asses in the seats. But yeah. it's, but I don't, I'm with, I'm with you. I don't want to know. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that I feel like it's just, um, everyone, in a case like this, everyone wants to know as much as possible because yeah. they're so anxious for it. But at the same time, you got to hang back and let it kind of be, Right. What it is. Like, It'll enjoy be it. It's so much more exciting if you don't know what's coming. Yes. I'm with you. That's that's, <laughs> that's what I want to know, too. I mean, it's different. And it, <laughs> actually, it's funny. Going back to Avengers for a second. Was um, I had a friend who it must have been a year after. I think it was like 2013. He's like, all right, finally going to watch Avengers. Like he hadn't, he didn't see it in the theater. Oh I guess he had the DVD or whatever and he was watching it. And he finally posted on Facebook. He's like a little late, but I'm finally getting around to adventures. And then like his next post was like, wow, Robin Sparkles is in this movie. I'm like, wow, you were really wow. outside. If you didn't even know yeah, she was like, she was even cast. Totally. She was one of the main, you know, it's not like she was a passing cameo. Like That's she was funny. a character in like 60% of the movie. Yeah. So I was like, That's really funny. on the one hand, I'm like, you know, I just, asshole was just like, oh man, you're just getting new adventures now. But on the other side of it, I'm like, Wow, good for you that you were that <laughs> in the dark about it. Like, yeah. I kind of, I kind of admire that. Yeah, because I don't, you know, to, to just to be that kind of oblivious of them, like Avengers. Look at everyone's going to be there, and then to wait a year to yeah. see it. All the more reason I'm like, wow. But yeah, it's totally in the minority. Um, but with regard to fandom, you just took quite a European jaunt. Yeah. <laughs> um. As we teased a couple of weeks ago when you were last on the show. At, yeah. At, uh, no, I studio. laughed because when I got back, I was at the theater this last weekend and my friend Michael was asking me how the trip was. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it was really awesome. It was really cool. And he's like, yeah, it was uh, seemed like awesome if you were nerdy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I did a lot of well, nerdy things. you did. But it was awesome for me. So well, that was- a lot of people were like, oh, what'd you see? I didn't see a lot of monuments and churches. And <laughs> we did. We did go to some, but hmm. not the typical. You were doing a full, the average touristy thing. Correct. You were going, I mean, primarily I was doing it was. the to... nerdy touristy things. <laughs> and that was really the reason for going, though, right? Yeah. Like, that was yeah. Pretty much... I mean, the whole reason for going was we got tickets to see Benedict Cumberbatch play Hamlet. Um, so Sherlock. Yeah. And theater. Who which wouldn't? on the trip. We, we went to Notre Dame and we're in line to get in and there were Americans behind us and we we get brought up that fact that mm. that's why we were there. And she turns to Shannon and I, who's she's the same age as me, and goes, oh, I, aren't, you, aren't you a little young for Shakespeare? And what? both of us were like, what does that even mean? Yeah. How are you too young for Shakespeare? I, Slash, I, we were both, you know, art majors of right. some sort in college and... But I'm thinking I... You Pretty sure the Shakespeare first, in like freshman year of high school. My first Shakespeare experience was in third grade. Oh, really? Yeah, we You're did a California filmed kid. version of <laughs> Macbeth. It was weird, but um, my but first yeah. exposure may have been that Hamlet scene in Last Action Hero. But anyway, um, but properly <laughs> like reading and learning. Yeah, it was probably freshman year of high school. Yeah, you certainly look older than thirteen. I mean, if it, for, by my perspective, if it's we any comfort, were the two, it was the two of us by ourselves, like, right? It's Even if like, we were that young, I don't know. <laughs> it's not like this woman's crouching down. Why would down, we like, ourselves at Notre Dame yeah. if what we were you too young for here? shit? I don't know. That's so weird. It was so weird. Too young for shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a weird statement. It was very bizarre. I don't know. Huh. And this, did you say this woman was American or not? She was, yeah. She was. They were so. actually from San Diego. Oh, what the um, hell? <laughs> and her daughter went to my college. Um, well, not weird. <laughs> years before I did, but mm-hmm. I was, yeah. That's such a weird statement. Yeah. Too young for shit. Like for someone who clearly in her 20s. Yeah. 
I don't know. It I was weird. Know. I mean, you know, who, who would have known you've, you've done theater and had plenty of experience? But I mean, just, yeah. who cares? It's still Benedict Cumberbatch. Who doesn't yeah. want to see that? True. Oh, my God. Which that he was great. He was so oh, I, I have no doubt. They um, had it here. I think it was one night they showed one it. One night Fathom. they showed it in cinemas. Yeah. yeah. I almost watched it because it was a week or so before I left. And I thought about going mm-hmm. um, just because our seats were second from the top. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it was actually really cool. The way the theater was set up, it was a lot more, uh, the seats were a lot more vertical than I find theaters in the stage, states, which if you're in the back row, top balcony. Mm. You're pretty far away from the stage, right. where we were just kind of above. So the venue the stage. was like taller. It was taller as opposed deeper. to deeper. Yeah, I gotcha. So I didn't need binoculars, like, and it was just two rows in the last balcony. So I just sat with my hands on the, you know, the balcony mm-hmm. bar, and it was with, with no, no view obscured, like obscured. <laughs> I can't speak tonight. What's happening? I thought you said I you just know. had coffee. I did um, just have I... coffee, but <laughs> it'll, it'll kick in. Things we'll get happening it going. in my brain. Um, um, you just sat there like that hard eyes emoji, just watching that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like it was, every other woman who's enraptured by him. It was really funny because we did Hamlet at the theater. Oh my god, almost two and a half years ago. Really it was insane to think. Yeah, um, Bree, who just wrote and directed Hammer of the Witches, yes, um, and is starring in Christmas is Dead now. She uh, directed Hamlet and was Ophelia. And I... In a loft production. In a loft production. Cool. Yeah. And I uh, was understudy for her since she was directing. Mm. Um, so I also played Ophelia. And it was very interesting because Shannon, who came on the trip with me, before the words came out of my mouth, said how much Benedict reminded her of the guy who played our Hamlet, mm. which is what I felt. They felt very similar in their portrayal. Mm. Um and now Which having was seen it in cool person. to see. Yeah. It was really cool to see. Um, but I also, the theater nerd inside of me, was very constructive in mm. my brain about the performance, about the, the show as a whole. Because um, I did love him and I thought he was brilliant. But I was like, oh, there's interesting things. Having done the show myself, mm. different cuts that were made or how things were interpreted mm-hmm. or, or this or that. Because um, they had a very interesting take on it aesthetically and... and Mm-hmm. Some different things that they implemented with it. So I hope they bring it back to theaters because I would love to see see it and get that more up close. Right. Well, view. see, that's, since they film them properly, it, it play, I mean, even though it's very much a, a play, it's still cut together like a movie with various angles. Yeah. So you're still going to get perspective wise, you're going right. to get another look at. Plus, it's separate performance. So those, yeah, those yeah, nuances yeah. True, change. Exactly. That's the beauty of the, live theater. Yeah, the fun of life. But it was cool. I'm sure it's going to come on DVD. Someone's going to put it out. I hope so. It will. It's going to get released. I, so. I think a lot of those end up eventually. Yeah. I mean, or or it'll be on like on demand or something, so you'll be able to see it. Yeah. You, know, you may like, not be able like to own some it. Some streaming service. Totally. Um, Someone's going to get a hold of it. I think it's like Theater Now or something like that. Um, that they'll occasionally put things oh, nice. like that on. Did you see? I, I'm not a fan of. Um, I don't. I don't need to preface this, but I'm saying it anyway. Um, I'm not. A fan of Ben Stiller, and I, th- I barely oh, okay. made it through Zoolander. But did you see the Zoolander two trailer that just came no, out? No, I didn't. But I heard With, he's in it. He's in it, yeah. and he has no eyebrows and long hair. Oh my and gosh. it's he, you wouldn't know it was him. That's funny. It was pointed actually. It was pointed out, and um, I follow Empire Magazine on Twitter. Okay, and they had a a, a still from it, and I was looking. I was just like, holy shit, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> like, look, you wouldn't have known, but because they pointed it out, I'm like. That oh, wow, him. it's him. That's like, funny. it's weird. I mean, because the long hair is probably was a prosthetic. I doubt he shaved oh, his eyebrows. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure he would Yeah. if he came down. And well, he's just it was dude. funny because we saw the show closing night, and mm. the next day was when the set picture, or the day after, like two days after, was when the set picture of him for Doctor Strange came out. Oh. And he's all scraggly in that. Right. Which, spoilers, is all fake because we well, saw yeah. him the day before and he has his normal haircut mm-hmm. shaved face like, <laughs> but it looks real it looked real it looked like it's oh, all sure. thrown out in real scruff and stuff but um but yeah there's a lot i mean apparently th- uh, that doesn't surprise me because what i've heard about dr strange and i only know movie wise i don't know from the book but from what i've heard in the in the book or at least how the progression goes and him becoming dr strange is he goes through various phases from being like a, a high class surgeon and, and oh, whatnot okay. into going through these periods of like oh let's say like bruce wayne did in batman begins kind of thing where like he's he's out searching for whatever and he's you know 
kind of isolated himself. And yeah. I mean, I don't know 100% how the story goes, but apparently, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't expect him to embody all the different looks he's going to have. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of that is, is all makeup, prosthetics, and probably and prosthetic beards. I had, <laughs> speaking of, I had, had things a little, uh, not spoiled, but the, the magic was a little, uh, broken on the trip not in a bad way necessarily just i wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. wigs and and speaking of wigs and such um when we went to leaves den the harry potter Mm. we did the wb studio tour there and all the characters wigs and hair and everything was there even the ones that like i thought daniel radcliffe and all of them had their own hair but Mm -hmm. there were wigs for them unless i mean i guess i guess it could have been for doubles or anything like that but or stand-ins yeah you know for for shooting, you know, whoever, like, you know, for coverage for another character. Yeah. You know, just to have somebody else from I just, behind. I mean, I expected Dumbledore and Sirius and Bella I would to hope all Hagrid. have wigs and Hagrid. The, the yeah. frizziest hair at Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> but to have, like, the main three have wigs, I thought was, was interesting. That's interesting. I mean, I guess it's it's practical, too, because, I mean, I know that was the big thing, like, when... Um, Emma Watson cut her hair yeah, and it was a big deal, but it's like, you don't understand. I couldn't change my look for the last yeah. 10 years. So yeah. I just wanted to do something. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they had those like kind of contingencies for, um, it's funny too, because I didn't know, uh, uh, Whovian friend of mine was actually telling me about it, and we'll certainly get around to Doctor Who in a second. <laughs> As, yeah, it's another one of those times yep. you're just lighting up yeah. with, with yeah, the, that geek glow. Um, I was a five-year-old for most of this trip. <laughs> like, I cried yeah. For the last, um, I'm not sure how many episodes, but for the the final few um, episodes of um, Matt Smith's run as a doctor, because mm-hmm. um, he'd shaved his head for the Ryan Gosling movie Lost River, which right. he was in, right. and I didn't know he wore a wig, and that was one of the th- the definitive features of, of the Eleventh Doctor was the swoop. That's how you cosplay him. You yeah. have to have the hair. You yeah, have, to have that swoop, and um, yeah, apparently that was he had um, a, a piece on for that because oh. his head was shaved, and I didn't know. I didn't and even know looking at it, I was like, wow, look at that. Yeah. You would have, like, watched, I mean, having seen, cli- I mean, I've seen the regeneration clip just from curiosity and, yeah. you know, because of how serious, you know, people get when they spend days in bed crying after their re- <laughs> every, after every regeneration. Um, I just want to see it because the clip was up on, like, the BBC YouTube channel, like, the day after it oh, aired. Oh, okay. Um, so I watched it and I was just like, you would totally not know. But no, it's one of those yeah. things where, like, I think that stuff has gotten better oh, now, totally. especially with HD. Yeah. Because you watch, like, I saw the Back to the Future Marathon last month. And I'm sure with the special effects and the various um, makeup, uh, mo- I mean, the first one, mostly Doc Brown, because obviously he's he aged a little bit yeah. in 1985. And um, it's those and some of the some of the uh, optical effects are more noticeable because the image mm-hmm. is sharper because of HD. Yeah. But it was probably a softer image 30 years ago. True. But now it's a bit more noticeable. So I think with the... With the um, progression of HD, I think now it's like no, everything needs to. Even though the camera still only sees in two dimensions, yeah, you still need to. It needs to really oh, totally. be that much better. That's why a lot of um, just having worked on the back lot, they've had to come up with a lot of new ways of making the facades and stuff. Yeah, because a lot of the fiberglass doesn't look real in HD anymore. Yeah, so yeah, you can't just have that painted background. To, yeah, you're trying <laughs> to trying to make it look as real as possible. So they're having to come up with new techniques and stuff. So I think, and the same is for hair and makeup as yeah. well, and prosthetics and stuff. So and creatures. Mm. But. I mean, it's great because the stuff needs to be just that much better. Yeah, but at the same time, it's almost like you could. It's, older stuff might be more distinguishable when it gets that you know bright yeah, new totally. high definition <laughs> uh, shine. Weird to watching it. it on like smart TVs and stuff. It is because there's something that are not lo- shot that way. I was talking years ago with a friend of mine who I was living with um, out here back in 06 and 07. And we were like, you know, it was before we had an, an HD. Either of us had had an HD TV yeah. or anything. We we're like, we should just do like a VHS day. Let's just watch some of our old movies. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I'm stuff. To do that on even my if we, ta- yeah, but at the time, I mean, now it'd be like, uh, like I have my GameCube hooked up since we're, we're in my apartment. And I'm like, this works, but it doesn't look as good as it used to. Yeah. I mean, you can upgrade you know um get component cable so that the the image is better yeah a little more clarity but it's still not the same Mm. and mm. (laughs) that's there's there's kind of something lost along the way as much just like hey it's digital it looks brilliant doesn't it there's still something about like yeah but you're not as easily fooled yeah yeah true you know um so yeah hit up leaves then yeah highlights from seeing harry potter visiting it's it's gosh 
What what's the actual setup? I don't know how much it's going to mirror or Universal here is going to mirror it, but what is so, the actual layout? So the thing is um that a lot of people I feel like and I know you probably know the difference, but a lot of people don't realize about it is that the the Universal Harry Potter Wizarding Worlds are recreations, hmm. whereas Leaves In is the actual sets that right. were used for filming. Now they moved them, they condensed them into just two sound stages and a small portion of the back lot because the rest of Leaves In is still a working studio, hmm. but you don't go to those portions like you do on the WB or Universal tours here. Sure. Um, so it's condensed and is literally just Harry Potter. So it's not so much. It's not like necessarily in order of the movies or anything like that, mm. but you pretty much you come in, you go through Hogwarts, and so you see a lot of the sets from Hogwarts, the Great Hall and Dumbledore's office and the uh, Gryffindor common room and boys' dormitory and things like that. And then you get into uh, the burrow. So they have a section of the burrow, and um, before that, they have some of the classrooms as well, like the potions classroom and oh, sweet. stuff. And, uh, and then they also break it down... Um, as you go throughout into departments. So there's a portion that's the green screen and shows you a little bit about visual effects versus practical effects. And then there's a whole section on um, creatures and prosthetics and makeup and stuff as well. So, and there's videos all around about making of and, and things like that. And you can get the audio guy that also has a bunch of interviews and behind the scenes and oh, stuff cool. of it, um, which I highly recommend because it's like, it's like four pounds or something oh, um, for the audio guy. And there's uh, everywhere you go, there's a number of. And you're free to stuff. roam. This isn't like a structured you're free tour. To roam for the most part. Yeah. You're not with a tour guide. Oh, nice. Um, you're not on a tram or anything like that. You just, it's broken down into sections. So once you get to the end of the first building, like you can't go back oh, okay. into it. So you can spend as much time. They recommend giving yourself about three hours. We were mm. there for five and a half. <laughs> Uh, probably could have been there longer. We did have lunch there, though. Um, did but you have butterbeer? Take that long. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had butterbeer. Of course. How was I it? Got Describe it as best home. as you can. Oh, it was so tasty and smooth is it is it yummy. like butterscotch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I mean I kind of watched her kind of make it. Um, and I think it's similar to what I've used in was the it past made in a cauldron recipe? No, oh. it, they had um they had taps, but oh, she combined well. multiple things. Mm-hmm. So fancy, yeah. It's a two-part recipe, but mm. I don't know the exact recipe. Well, I'm only guessing based on recipes uh, I've used. An elite few do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they don't want that. Out. <laughs> I mean, there's a generic that I've gotten. I actually have a bottle on my. I think it's called like a Wicked Cauldron Butterscotch something or other. Oh, in the bottle, I have a bottle. Yeah, 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 like yeah. they sell one. There's one that's commercially available. Yeah, it's not yeah. A, oh, a, they sell. Yeah, they sell it. It's all not over a, um, the country. It's not an authorized uh, Harry Potter no, thing, no, no. but it's a. It's a concoction yeah i think they call it butterscotch beer i think it's butterscotch and their branding, beer yeah yeah, yeah it's but cauldron yeah or something tastes something like that nice and then they top it with a nice cream uh, mm. whipped cream top it's tasty <laughs> but yeah it was it was just it was amazing how much stuff mm. they have costumes wow. props everything i just i took so many pictures just too many pictures i think i took more pictures in that day than i took the rest of the trip like I believe, it. I believe it. Well, because you're <laughs> on the set. Like, I mean, how can you resist yeah. if you're a fan? Yeah, I was just clicking away, you... and I mean, speaking of spoilers, I like. I, oh god, the beginning of the tour, something happens. I'm not going to say it. Okay. For those who are fans uh, that want to go and do it, but there's a big thing that happens at the beginning of the tour, and I stood, I sat there with my hands covering my mouth in awe, tearing up. <laughs> And oh, I just no. turned into a five-year-old to the point where, like, we were all so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the three of us that went and <laughs> we walked in because they just recently added the Hogwarts Express this oh, year cool. to the tour. Um, and so we passed through the hallway and turned the corner to this mock platform mm-hmm. um, with the Express on it. And just our faces lit up. <laughs> and they we saw this, this kid when we were in line that had a Harry Potter... Um, tour passport and we're like oh that's cute and we i thought it was like a cover for his own passport mm-hmm. but it turns out it was a little like activity book thing and you go throughout and you can get it punched oh. um like a passport at different at stops different locations throughout. right and this, the older guy that worked there came up to us and was like oh like are you aren't going to get your passport stamped we're like oh we don't have them you know i thought they were just for kids and he's like wait right here 
<laughs> I went back and he got some. And then he realized that they didn't have the first three stamps in them. And we had already passed that first checkpoint. Mm. So he was like, wait, wait, no, no, hold on. And he came back and he got ones and he made sure they were stamped and he gave them to us. Like he just saw how excited oh, we were. that's sweet. And even though we were, you know, 24, 25, 26. <laughs> We were bigger children than the children were. Then the, and then the little kid um, who's just like, whatever. Yeah. Because, I mean, there were little kids who were very excited. Mm. But, and now I guess I guess they are growing up with with them in the same way that we did. Mm. But literally, like, but between not, the not, books and the movies, it was... Yeah. I mean, in real time, that was a thing that I feel like... And that's one of the reasons I hate kids from today. Because, like, when I... All right, well, just just for the for the sake of argument, when we were growing up, yeah. it was like there was three Star Wars movies, there were three Indiana Jones movies. That was kind of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there wasn't a whole lot, and now it's like you got Marvel, DC's coming up to varying degrees of excitement. Um, there's Harry Potter. There's you know there have been all these other series where there's like there's a lot, not to the point where it's overkill, yeah. but like with everything now, you can find whatever you're into, and yeah. there's a series for it. But well, with the the book releases and the movie releases. There was that anticipation. There's the anticipation. Whereas and now it's, now like it's can, all there. You can go you can, through it and yeah. depending on your pace. Like you can finish it in a week if you're that. Oh, fast. yeah. We've, um, I, I watched them in the course of a week. Well, I mean, or maybe we did 10 all six, days. All six Star Wars in one day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it clocks so. in at like. I think with stuff. Oh, who did it? Somebody posted something. Or maybe it's a meme floating around online. It's like if you want to watch all the movies or like with them. Um, I was like, what's. Bathroom breaks, food breaks, whatever. It clocked in at like 18 hours or something. For like you're Star gonna give Wars? Yourself time. Yeah, for yeah. all the movies. Yeah. Because they, they're about, about two that. and a half a piece, right? Yeah. So it's and we 15 took a couple hours big breaks later on in the day. Yeah, we like pushed to. through. <laughs> we pushed through four and five pretty quickly. Well. Because um, we started with four. Oh. And four, five, six, one, two, three, which and was a huge still, mistake. you still watched one, two, three. Oh, after I that. almost punched a wall. Because I, <laughs> I hadn't watched the prequels before. I'd only oh, watched really? four, five, six. Yeah. Oh, man. So... I was, I was so angry. I never end. finished. I made everyone sit down and watch that video that was released at Comic Con of like the behind the scenes of the Force Awakens right. with like the real puppets and the, all the practicals. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. <laughs> it's um, it's funny. I still have never finished Episode One. I couldn't get through Episode Two, and I was my friends basically forced me to watch Episode Three, yeah. and I was like, whatever. I mean, it just did not. I mean, I like Star. I like the original three movies. I'm not huge into it like people are, but I like it. And like, if I yeah. hear this new movie's good, I'm gonna go see it. But I want to wait for the the anticipation because when when uh, Episode One came out and people were just like, "Oh, it was awesome," but they were just happy to see a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And then it gradually then became like, like, "Yeah, no, it's no, really not the movie really I thought." So like, I realistically, and I've never seen a Star Wars movie in the theater. So. I I'm like, well, this would be the time, especially heading into a new era. But I'm like, I'm going to wait to see if it really is a good movie. Yeah. Because there's so, I mean, it's going to be tough to live up to the hype. It's just, for me, it's just, like I said, it's one of those once in a lifetime events. So that's why I'm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That. Because like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't watch Star Wars until I was 17, I think. Really? When I first watched it. Wow, how did you? Um, I'm thinking era wise, like how you even lasted that, <laughs> that without having just, without having know. seen it at some point. I I mean, I saw it on VHS when I was like see, in second grade, so I was eight, so 1990. I watched it. I remember my dad going to see the prequels when they came out in the theaters. Mm. Um, Sam and Lord of the Rings. He went to see those, and I just I don't know. It didn't capture my interest until later, um, but. I haven't. We were doing a spoof of Star Wars at the summer camp I worked at. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, I should probably. Yeah, I need to be aware know of what what's I'm going on. Doing. I mean, I knew who everyone was. How, yeah, you, you can't know not the know who Chewbacca is. You know who Luke's father is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it wasn't, and I think that's the difference for me with with Harry Potter is I didn't grow up with Star Wars in that sense. Like, I love right. it. R two D two is my my phone case right now i'm excited for the new movie um but it's not something that i've you know memorized every bit of trivia on right because i didn't i didn't grow up with it but harry potter i literally grew up with since third grade like, right we read the first book in third grade before the movie came out and i i grew up with it mm. and i think that's a big part of it for me yeah is that it's like I, it's obviously not big. I've been as big of, in my life as it was for like Deanna Radcliffe and Emma Watson and them because mm-hmm. they literally lived it. But 
it it has. It's been my whole life. And especially now with camp and stuff, which we've talked about before, it's like so many of my friends, that's how I have my friends because of this shared interest in this Mm -hmm. thing that became huge. That they weren't anticipating. They were into, They thought it was going to be a modestly large British film. Mm-hmm. And then it exploded. Yeah. Like, we better world. retitle this thing for the States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, we could Philosopher's Stone. That makes no just, sense. It's just magical. It's so magical. <laughs> and I just, I was so giddy. And See, that, were, that I get. See, this is how I describe it. Because I thought I was going to be so misty-eyed the whole trip. And like, meh, meh, meh. And like, Disneyland, I didn't cry at all. We went to Disneyland Paris mm-hmm. to start. It was cool. But I didn't get as, like emotionally excited as I thought. Um, and But between Harry Potter and Doctor Who, my breath was taken away more with Harry Potter. Like I would turn the corner and be like, oh my God, right. what's this thing? Oh my God, oh, it's so cool, so beautiful. <laughs> uh, but I definitely cried more at the Doctor Who experience. Did you? Let's talk about the Doctor Who experience. Because that's, is it locations? I mean, they uh, means... In a way. So okay. they filmed Doctor Who primarily in Cardiff, Wales. Yes. Um, you know, they'll go to London and stuff and around occasionally, but primarily they film in Cardiff, uh, in Cardiff Bay. And that's where they have the Doctor Who experience, which is a, similar to Leavesden, but a bit different. It's definitely a lot smaller. Um, but it starts out with an interactive experience. Oh. So you actually go on an adventure with the Doctor. Nice. Um, and it's relatively new. I think it opened in 2012. Um, so you're not f- at the studio where it's filmed, mm-hmm. but they have this, this stuff, right? Um, that that has been used for filming. Um, and, and it's you Peter can Capaldi, see, who's the the doctor. It is Peter Capaldi with. now. It started okay. off with Matt, I believe. He was the first doctor to be in on 12, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they changed it the last few months for Capaldi. Um, but and when you get there, you can see the BBC studios from the experience. So oh. it's it's nearby. Gotcha. Um, it just you can't go into the studios unless right. occasionally they'll do TARDIS tours. But if they're filming or anything like that, like mm-hmm. you can't, they can't get access. Um, and so so anyway, you go in and you go on this adventure with the Doctor, and we walked into the TARDIS. And we got to fly the TARDIS. And when I walked in, I legitimately cried. Like, I was trying <laughs> so hard to hold it in. Because the, well, the rest of our group was adults. There were no kids in our group. Hmm. Um, most of whom were older than us as well. Um, but we walked through the TARDIS doors and into the center. And the, the console sitting there. And I just, I lost it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't sobbing hysterically. But there was a good stream of tears down my face for a few seconds there. And we flew the TARDIS. And then you have to confront the baddies and <laughs> she needed volunteers and I was the first to volunteer. We were in a, a dead Dalek area and then I took a time crystal from a Dalek and then they all came to life and then we walked into the graveyard and it was weeping angels and I was legitimately frightened for my life. <laughs> um and it was cool. So then you go on this adventure, you save the world with the doctor and hmm. then uh at the end is a like museum exhibit of costumes and props from all the way back to the first actor. Um, yeah, Ryan 50 Arnold. plus years ago. Yeah. So it's cool. It's cool to see the progression and and all these things and, and the progression of the same creatures like the Cybermen and stuff that have been through throughout the series, mm-hmm. not necessarily just the new ones. Um, but they have it all the way up through Capaldi with Clara and through Last Christmas with Nick Frost and, mm. uh, and stuff. So it was really cool. It was really, really fun. Nice. How did so, I don't think we we did talk about this, but how is it you ended up or, or, or around when did you get into Doctor Who? Because it seems it's been so kind of gradual, yeah. And now there's so much. I mean, granted, we live in a city where there's a lot of geek oriented stuff. Yeah. Now, but I mean, even like there's a there's a good you know six foot section in every hot topic nationwide with Doctor Who stuff, right. and it's I, I can't exactly figure out ca- when in the last few years. Yeah. I don't know but. if that happened necessarily with the Matt Smith era because I was first aware of it during when, when David Tennant was doing it when it was just like, oh, it's Doctor Who and it's a British show. And, yeah, okay. I mean, it definitely, it definitely exploded when uh, when Matt came in and Moffat took over as showrunner. Right, um, it seemed to explode here because like that was they were the first group to come and do Comic Cons and and things like that. Like, oh right, Tennant didn't come and do SDCC mm-hmm. um, or anything like that or New York Comic Con or. Um, I got into it, God, 
in 2012. Oh, okay. Um, I had been aware of it for a while. A few of my friends had started getting into it, and they're like, you should watch this thing, you should watch this thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't have anything against it. I just didn't have the time to sit down and watch, even just from Eccleston on. Right. At that point, we had, what, five seasons? That's been my reason, too. Um, <laughs> and, and they were full seasons, not typical Sherlock British three-episode seasons. Yeah, it's like a 13-episode, 15-minute yeah, they're long season. episodes, yeah. and so I didn't, I didn't really have time to sit down and do that because I was in college and stuff. And um, finally, my boyfriend at the time, who was one of the people that I knew that was the biggest into it, um, like he, <laughs> our first date, we went to the Renaissance Fair, and he cosplayed as Matt with the Fez. <laughs> and I didn't know anything. And mm-hmm. looking back, I felt like such an idiot because one of the Renaissance Fair workers was like, oh, are you his companion? And I was like, huh, I don't Because uh, we weren't dating exactly right. yet. And I was like, I mean, maybe it's one like, day I will well, be yeah, like one, not one processing that... <laughs> like what she meant by companion. Right. What companion means relative to, to I mean, the I doctor. knew he was the doctor. So everyone was like, oh, doctor, doctor. And I was like, okay, haha, yeah. Uh <laughs> That but must then, have been frust- a frustrating first date. <laughs> I mean, like, it was just I funny. don't get it. it I don't like, know what's going on. It was just like walking around with a celebrity. It was really funny. Oh, really? Yeah, because it would be like, <laughs> oh, it's the doctor. It's the doctor. Oh, can well, you take your picture? Can you take a picture of us? There's certainly a crossover like, in that. Yeah, I wasn't that, that dressed. Group. <laughs> um, I was like half dressed in my Ren Faire costume, not even fully because it was hot. But, um, uh, but yeah, so finally he sat me down like, and he was like, here watch this and i watched i think three episodes in one night the first three eccleston mm-hmm. episodes um and then it was over summer and i had break two weeks before between camp and i watched i completely caught up mm-hmm. in that time so see that's why i've hesitated i may have said this before but uh that's why i've hesitated starting doctor who because everyone i know is into it is way into it yeah and you just being into it for three years or you know just <laughs> a, a heap of tears upon getting in oh, good, it's the yeah you know so and it, i felt so stupid because like <laughs> you know working at at different uh like you've been on lots you've been in I've been on, on productions I've been you've on, yeah interacted and, like, with I've people i've lived in LA my whole life i've met so many people so mm-hmm. many celebrities i've seen so many things been to so many filming locations and such and comic-con and everything and i don't usually get like that and then like having given tours and stuff Mm -hmm. you get those people who come and are crying about this show or that show or this movie and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh that's that's so stupid (laughs) why are you freaking out about this it's a building right and me i'm like oh then you get into something you're into and you're like Um, oh my god yeah but whatever it happened it was fine that Um, was funny we spent a lot of money to get there so it was worth it I'm sure. Um, yeah, no. I mean, we took we we went to Wales for the day, literally just to go do that. Um, oh, so you were only in Wales for one day? Yeah, we uh, took the train in. It was about a two-hour train ride um, from London. That's fascinating to me because you can take trains everywhere in Europe that go yeah. everywhere else, and it's a reliable foreign transportation. Totally. Something we know nothing about living here. Yeah, I mean, I used to take Amtrak, you know, up to Santa Barbara and down to see family in San Diego and mm-hmm. stuff all the time. But it's not something you do on a daily basis here. Like yeah, there, there like it's a work. it's a legitimate means. There of are so many business commuting. people, and and because we took the train from Paris to London as well, mm-hmm. which was a bit longer, but um, but you watch it in James Bond movies, and it's just like oh, just going on a train and ending up in Belgium or something. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, wow, that's I interesting. I was on a train like that though, like. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> you know, a nice, the like, fancy old, kitschy, like, with your little cabins mm-hmm. and whatever. And then there's a bar car. But and then I the guess when you're car. only traveling for two, three hours at a time, you don't need that. But Yeah, you don't need, you don't need all the accoutrements yeah. that uh, James Bond does. But they did have Wi-Fi, which was nice. Hey, on a train. There's that. That was helpful. That's reason enough to use it. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, because bu- I didn't no, have... No, the buses here of Wi-Fi. I didn't have uh, cellular data, so sometimes getting in contact oh, with people right. was a little difficult. Yeah. Um, no, well, yeah, that's true. You gave me the heads up before you left. You're like, ah, I don't know how in touch I'm going to be because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Yeah, and like dealing with everything with the theater and stuff because I was d- gone for uh, the build week for the new show and right. I'm scenic designer now. So <laughs> yeah, so they, <laughs> I left you it need all to... in their hands. I was like, this is what I need you to do, but good luck. Yeah. I don't know how in touch I'll be. And then it happened that. You know, they sent a text to me on Tuesday to make a decision, and I didn't get it till Friday. Oh, man. So they made it without me, which was great. They made wonderful choices, and I'm mm. happy with, with what they chose. But, um, but yeah, so it was a little difficult trying to mm. keep, keep in touch with 
all my work I needed to do back home. And right. That. But, I mean, it was also great to not be so connected. <laughs> yeah, I can you imagine. You know, and try and try. <laughs> I tried really hard to live in the moment. And I think that's why it hit me so much the way it did um, at both places. Because I tried to just be in the moment and let my imagination run wild with it. So it felt like I was really going on an adventure with yeah. the doctor. And like, cause I want to, who doesn't want to be a companion? I want to be a doc- <laughs> the doctor's companion so badly. Like you're set can, on being the first American companion yeah, whenever totally, it happens. Totally. Whatever That's doctor. One of, my, one of my things along with, have you read ready player one? I, I saw you posted that today. Okay. I've, I, my only, I'm, I've been aware of it for ages, but mm-hmm. the only, what I've been following has been everything with, uh, the Steven Spielberg movie. That's right. So ramping up production. I, you need to read that book. Yeah. Um, Every, it's, it's one so of those things good. that everyone's talking about. Just like, if you have a remote, I think you said the same thing. Like yeah. everyone said, if you have a remote interest in anything pop culture, yeah. you need to read this. Yeah. It is just reference after reference after reference. And uh, I finished the last two chapters today and I was just like, oh, it, it made it, me smile. Something it lived that happens up to the hype. It was a big pop culture reference that I know you will appreciate as well. Cause <laughs> I know you like the subject matter. Stuff. Okay. Um, and I was just so giddy, and I was like, I can't wait to see this as a movie. But it, this, that reading that book, it was the first time that right away before I even finished it. Actually, I think it's the first time ever reading a book that I've immediately wanted to play a character on film. Really? But of course, it's the character that's already cast. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but just this- checking, as Lauren's been talking, everybody, if you are interested in Ready Player One, or if you've read it and want to hear it read by... Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. And now I need the audiobook. Audibletrial.com <laughs> slash cape. You can get Ready Player One for free. I think you that's, for I think trial. I'm going to do that, do honestly. It. Because do it. Will Wheaton, who's one of one of the, he might be on the nerd Mount Rushmore. If there, he might If there be, were one circa 2015. And once you read the book, it will be even funnier that he, the that reason he's a, that, yeah. he's, that he's reading it. Because my friend commented on the picture I posted about Ready Player One. He was like, oh, and Will Wheaton does the audiobook. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's <laughs> oh, so brilliant. It's 16 so hours, too, to people. It. So if you're, you're getting 16 hours of entertainment for free. Oh, but it's so good. And I can't wait for that film. I know it's going to be a while, but. it's. I think it's at least three years out. I'm sure. I mean, it's and it's I'm one of those sure, two that's going to take a lot. I mean, it's, it's not going to be like gonna a tiny production. It's going to take a while. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping. You know, I mean, she's already cast and I wish nothing... No ill will upon her, but maybe <laughs> schedules conflict and they have to recast. And or maybe they'll want an Artemis. up and comer who's, yeah. you know, little on the cheaper side. That would be okay. Because <laughs> when I read her, just the, the description of Artemis, I was like, this is me. Why don't you adapt it for this Loft? me. I feel like <laughs> legally we probably couldn't do that. Ah, uh, that's probably true. But, yeah, that's, yeah. There's probably some issues with that. It is, it is exactly public domain. Yeah. That's why we do original works. You do. Speaking <laughs> of which, that's a fantastic segue into. <laughs> let's talk about Christmas is dead. Yeah. Um. It's so funny. It's just so funny. So you're not in the cast. I, I am in the cast. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, kind of. So because I was going to be gone for two weeks mm. of the rehearsal process, I came back two days before Tech Week. Um. I I'm an understudy. Uh, oh, okay. But we get guaranteed performances. So oh, cool. I have five performances throughout the five weeks. Um, and I play Beth, who is the uh, super overly religious next door neighbor. One of whom. Wait, are you playing a Beth bitch again? Bernie. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I guess some could see Hey, that Lauren, way, guess what you're cast as but again. But <laughs> no. No. Okay. Um, She's just very, she's very overly religious and... Uh, gotcha. Like, Hails from Mount Pius. Brings, you know, crucifixes and Bibles to oh, place all that the person. The person who helps to ruin Christmas. Yeah. Hey, it's what Christmas is about. <laughs> anyway. She and her husband. I hear people Bernie. yelling at their car stereo right now listening um, to this. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? To each his own. But it's just, yeah, it's over overly. Because it's a comedy. It's a giant dysfunctional family farce. Mm-hmm. So you have all the ridiculous characters, you have the crazy next door neighbors, you have uh the the absurd grandma who is a cougar dating this uh young pop star half her age who is a <laughs> parody of Justin Timberlake oh. and is the reason I am doing the show. Um because I read the script mm-hmm. uh to get an idea of of set stuff before auditions happened and <laughs> When he says his name is Justin Lumberpond, I was in tears. <laughs> I was in tears crying. Um, 
It's written by April Morrow, yes. who was on the show before, and um, Alex Freem, who was in Relationship Suck and Hammer of the Witches. Mm. And they're both two of the funniest ladies I know, and, and they co-wrote and co-directed it, and the cast is brilliant. And we have a few people who rotate parts, um, so whenever you come, it'll be a different cast every time, pretty much. Um, so go multiple times, in so, other words. So that's, come that's, multiple times. Yeah, that's what we're saying, everybody. Theater and laughed and all those things. <laughs> um, but it is. It's really funny, and it will... Uh, make you love your dysfunctional family even more once you see how horrible this family is because <laughs> everyone has you know those family members or that you know the holidays are always a mess and mm. you know, and that's that's when you full to get through but and you end up seeing those family members you wouldn't normally hang out with right because it's, it's the, the one time of year and you have yeah. to put up with all of it and the craziness and there's like the goth daughter and then the son who is taking a vow of silence in protest of Sea world and it just it's so much crazy chaos but it's a short show um even with a 15 intermission it's about an hour and a half oh okay. but it doesn't feel that way because it's mm -hmm. moving so fast you're like oh it's intermission already oh my gosh mm -hmm. like what's gonna happen next <laughs> um because it's just one thing after the other and it's it's so good and uh and yeah i don't i don't know I don't know what else to say. It's just so funny. Just go see I, it. I wasn't in it opening weekend, so I watched both nights. Mm -hmm. And even though I've seen the show, you know, umpteen amount of times, and I know the show like the back of my hand, it was still, I was cracking up the whole <laughs> night. Well, it's, it's fun, so too. And it's one of the things we were saying, um, I think we were talking about it when we were talking about uh, Relationships Suck, where it's, especially when it's a comedy, it's fun to see the way, th the way certain jokes land with mm -hmm. an audience, because sometimes they hit, sometimes they yeah. don't. And at the same time, you know, those little performance tweaks could be enough to have somebody else bounce off you in a way. I mean, totally. more so than, say, for something that's that's more serious. Right. Where you're you're looking for those cues and you're trying to maintain a certain tone. Whereas comedically, there's so many different levels. Of, right. I mean, and may, I'm not trying to, to compare that to, to drama, but I just feel like with no, comedy, there's, there's more room to play because of the nature of yeah. it. It's supposed to be lighter. Totally. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And so, that's that's the thing is that people are still playing and not in not in the sense that it's gonna disrupt the show or change the show mm -hmm. but there's something some improv lines have never been had never been said before and they were phenomenal <laughs> so good like i don't understand how everyone in this cast is so hilariously funny on point intuitive like mm -hmm. it's it's amazing it's ridiculous there's a ridiculously and a ridiculous amount of ridiculously talented people in the loft ensemble yeah which loftensemble.org, by the way, is where you go yes, for tickets. Yes. Uh, we'll post that in the Cape feed as well on uh, the Cape social media. Yeah. So you all can get tickets. It's running through the end of December? Through December 20th. We are dark the weekend of Thanksgiving. Um, so, so this the, weekend it's going to be dark. Uh, yes, this weekend it will be dark. We'll be back up next weekend. Um, but other than that, yeah, every weekend, Saturdays at 8, Sundays at 7, it's 20 bucks down at the loft. Um, just one of many exciting projects we have in the works because mm. we're already getting started on the next. Nice. <laughs> we just already. finished casting. I just came from a production meeting. Oh, really? For that, because I'm also producing and in and set designing the next show. Nice. So, yeah, another original. Always, always something on the on the docket for you. You're very, very busy. Yeah. But that's good though, because yep. you always have something perpetually going. I had this moment is... the other day where I was like, I'm in a show right now that I did scenic design on, and. I'm in pre-production for the next show, and we're in like pre-pre-production for Fringe because we're taking another show to Fringe next oh, year, cool. and I'm producing that as well. So I've got so many hats on, and I worked on costumes a little bit mm -hmm. for this show. Like Justin Lumberbond has furry <laughs> boots, like Santa boots, and so I sewed these like fur cuffs during Tech Week. I'm just sitting in there like watching and sewing these <laughs> stupid cuffs for him because he's oh he's just so ridiculous. Well, but. young male pop star. That's yeah. That, that's par for the course. Yeah, especially with ridiculous clothes. <laughs> or maybe that's just my old man perception of it. Anything else you want to plug? Um, I'm trying to think. Christmas is dead is the immediate Christmas is dead project. Is the immediate thing right now. Um, oh, we just came off the Ovation Awards too. Oh, right. The day after I got back, we went to the Ovation Awards. Um, because she kills monsters. Mm. First show I came on for. Um. Our fight choreographer, Mike Mahaffey, 
and our uh, puppet designer who created Tiamat, Ted Bledgen. I always butcher his last name. Um, <laughs> they got honors awards at the Ovations for their work on the show. Nice. So we went out to support them and, you know, meet people and and stuff. So it was our first experience, Loft's first experience with the Ovation at Awards. The, nice. So it was really cool. It's like we're kind of, we're making baby steps into the big legs. <laughs> people finally are starting to kind of know who we are. So maybe one one year will actually be nominated for awards, but like the company will. Right. Um, but I mean, that, it was so, uh, my, I mean, Mikey and Ted totally worked their butts off and this show would not have been, I, the show wouldn't have happened without Mikey, to be honest. He's the one who, who mm-hmm. brought it up and was like, let's do the show, guys. Um, <laughs> At the pace you all are producing shows. Yeah. And there's very few weekends where there isn't a show happening. Yeah, at no, we. Uh, it's It's inevitable. Yeah. It is. Just the, we, the pace and the quality, too. Having seen a bunch of shows there, yeah, it's still... Yeah, it just keeps getting better and better. And, like, we're at a point where we have enough people that, like, I can step up and be scenic designer. So we now actually have someone to do that job and, like, mm. tech director and, like, all these things. So we now... We're not at a place where it's not just the same 10 people, like, making shows once or twice a year. Like, we're producing at least six shows a season. You know, we're getting bigger budgets from it, more audience, you know... So we can create better, better stuff. Right. Like it's cool. It's exciting, and and like we can go to Fringe next year and stuff. So, yeah, it's really cool, and we can't do that without the support of of everyone who comes down to our little tiny theater in downtown LA. Yeah, <laughs> which is so cool. It and was cool the Ovation Awards. So like it kind of reboosted all of our spirits, seeing the LA theater community come together because a lot of people don't realize that we have this community here. Right. Like everyone's like, ah, theater, New York, uh, theater, London. Yeah. But there's a huge LA theater scene. That's, it's honestly probably one of the best theater scenes in the entire world. A lot of, Actors in this town, it's no surprise. But yeah. people are just like, what? You know, because they look yeah, at the big, they look at TV, TV and film. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of those people do that so that they can do theater. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Oh, my God. What show is she on? But it's also still like a job. Like for a lot of actors, it's a job to get in a play or to get a yeah. recurring character on a yeah, one totally. hour drama or I whatever. Mean, like we... that's a lot of people do it. Like that's what it is. It's their job. Yeah. They go from gig to gig. It's not all just like, well, this doesn't fit in with my career arc. And No, they want to work. Yeah. And same thing with even production people, production designers. It's, you know, if you can get on a on a series, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, otherwise, what are you going to do? You still need to put your talents to work somehow. And if it's in theater, it's you're still doing your job. Yeah. It's great. Like, that's that's the idea. So I think we've said that before, too. Like, I don't know that it's L.A.'s is recognized for theater. Not but the all. fact that there are these, that, that there are awards and that there is greater recognition and that loss being included in that yeah. recognition. Yeah. It's it, really it exciting. It's an honor to even just, you know have our name in the program of the ovation awards so yeah oh that's huge it's huge for us and i'm really excited i'm really excited with where we are as a company right now um because i think we're we're really just starting to take off and it's exciting to be along for the ride it is so it's great to said so many talented people oh yeah oh it's it's insane for the the number of shows i've seen there and the it's not like it's the same cast and different, you know, it's not like a Monty Python sketch where it's every, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like the same six people in every yeah. show, just play I mean, different there characters. there are a few of us that are, are, like, involved in every show, there but are... that's because we're stupid, like, dorky theater rats who <laughs> just can't not be there. But it's not like the same couple but... of principal actors yeah. in every single you know, play that comes through. There's a whole... Big parts or like, tiny parts yeah, or designing or a huge whatever. rotation and yeah not yeah. every actor is going to be on stage they'll be doing set design and costuming like you yeah know, you do we all do everything there but right and i get to call these amazingly talented people my friends which is yeah which is even better all. getting to work with them is like yeah. getting to work with your friends totally yeah and like as we move on and stuff you know as we start filming our own things and working on different projects with other people like i have this massive base of talented people that they can just pluck from yeah exactly you have so. this pool yeah, it's like, oh, I want to make like, this thing ha. happen. Oh, I have all these people that I can call on to do this. Cool. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. Now I can focus on other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been exactly so. my thing, too. It's just like surround yourself with people who bring skills you don't have into it, and then yeah. you can get your stuff done. It'll be that much better for it. Yeah, totally. All right, so you are you can be found online at uh, on Twitter. Yes. At underscore Miss Pixie underscore. That is correct. I'm on the tweets. I'm bad at it. <laughs> um there's no right way to use twitter but, don't worry no about i know it. i just like i don't update it very often 
Because I used to be, once I when I first had Twitter, I was one of those, like, every moment, every thought mm-hmm. goes on Twitter. And then I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I'm going away. This is too much. And you so. quit. And I'm one of the people who was harassing you for not being on Twitter. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. what but Twitter? I'm back. I'm back. I you update are. every once in a while. Uh, I'll try to be better about updating about shows and projects <laughs> and things especially. But, Yeah. So follow Lauren. Follow me on, on Twitter. Twitter. And visit loftensemble.org, of yes. course, for all announcements, all things going on, and for tickets to Christmas is Christmas Dead. Is dead. Uh, feel free to tweet Lauren if you want to know what date she's going to be performing. If you want yeah. to see her, you can drop in, say hi to her. Yeah. Everyone at Loft is super friendly about <laughs> hanging out after the show. Yeah, totally. Which is great. Come say hi. So yeah, come and say hi. Grab your tickets. I'll be seeing the show naturally when you're in it <laughs> in the coming weeks because it's playing while I'm still going to be in California. So that's good. Woo. I fly home on the 21st. So that'll yeah. be great. Perfect. And of course, follow this show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr. <laughs> and follow me at Chris Abalo on Twitter and at Chris Sells Out on Instagram. Uh, please like the show on Facebook. Once again, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, if you're not getting the recent shows, find the show on iTunes and just unsubscribe or resubscribe again. I know some people have been having problems with that, but um, unsubscribe, resubscribe. And you should get all the episodes up to and including this one. And, of course, tell a friend. Visit the sponsors at support the show at chrisabal.com. My Essential Guide to Holiday Viewing is featured on the homepage and in the blog section at chrisabal.com. So if you want to know what I think you should be watching this holiday season, movies, TV specials, everything, which is, as we said, everything's easily accessed now. Including Doctor Who Christmas special. There are many Doctor Who <laughs> Christmas specials. And another one coming soon. But, um... Be sure to uh, check that out if you want some cool and fun suggestions for stuff to watch during the holiday season. And uh, yeah, follow the show. Follow me. Follow Lauren. It's good for you. And get ready, player one at audibletrial.com slash Kate. <laughs> get the book at Sport Will Wheaton. And until next time, for Lawrence Burling, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment.